have your Bibles, turn to James chapter 4. I absolutely love this verse, and I get frustrated at times, and God's really got to deal with me on this because we've heard this, I've heard this all my life, misinterpreted, and, and, and we hear that in scriptures anyway. We, people want to uh, twist and manipulate scriptures, and they want to take absolutely take it out of context. They do a lack of studying. They want to do all and say, well, the Bible does this, the Bible does this. Let me tell you what the Bible does. It feeds us. That's what the Bible does unless you want to spend your time on eating garbage. You know, I, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer. Amen. Well, we're going to feed into ourselves. Of course, Scripture tells us what we bring into ourselves is exactly what's going to come out of our mouth. You know, if you got a potty mouth, let me tell you, I used to have one of those. And as the Lord deals with me more and more, uh, more praises come out. I'm going to tell a story here in a minute on Brandy. Um, but uh, that, that's going to identify with that. This morning, uh, at 7.30, now we do a devotional every morning. At 7.30, I get a phone call. Brandy says, it's time for devotion. Now, we didn't do this last Sunday. And I said, well, Brandy, you know, we do the devotions Monday through through." Um, uh, Saturday, because, you know, preach, I figure you get enough of me. She says, if it's a daily, and in her Louisiana accent, <laughs> she said, you know, goes, uh, well, if it's a daily devotional, it don't make no sense we skip Sunday. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, let me go get it. And she told me a story. She says, man, I went to go in the shower. Now, and understand, Brandy only gave her heart just a couple of weeks ago to the Lord. It was, it was a powerful moment in this church. Uh, it was a powerful moment in her life. And she says, man, I was in the shower, and I went to fall, and I, and I yelled, Satan, not today. <laughs> and I kind of giggled. And then uh, she says, it wasn't a few moments later. I went to fall again. She said, I shouted even louder, Satan, not today. Now, a couple of weeks ago, she'd had a different words. That's what we call an infilling of the spirit, amen. That's what we call, you know, uh, giving everything over to God. Because it seems like uh, many Christians, after they have their conversion moment and they accept Christ, they all of a sudden become all knowledgeable through their walk with God. and says, I ain't got to do that no more because, you know, me and God, we got everything all figured out. Man, you ain't got nothing figured out if you in that pattern. Because here's what I got figured out. You know, in 28 years of ministry, I still felt God miserably. In 28 years of ministry, I still, you know, thought I had so much knowledge. And the reality was I had zilch. I have nothing without Christ. If we're trying to get through our Christian walk with our own capabilities and our own knowledge, understand God gave you those capabilities. God gave you that knowledge. It ain't up to you to do anything but follow God and submit your life unto him. That's what's up to you. And the doors that open to us, he tells us what? He didn't say open the door. The doors that are open to us, walk through the door. That's what we're supposed to do with it. Amen. Let's pray before I get ready to preach. I'm ready to preach now, but we're going to pray right now. Because how many, because you know how many knows we can't do nothing without Christ. There is no way I've got the guts to stand up here and preach a, a message to you guys with his wisdom. Because when Joe gets into it, Joe messes stuff up, man. Yeah, you were a little fast on that one there, Brother Malik, just to let you know. You need to slow down a little bit here, Brother. But <laughs> I love Malik, and I'm going to tell you, I've known him since he was 14, and I couldn't ask for, for a better uh, associate, for a better sidekick. Um, well, maybe I could, but I'm, I love him anyway. 
Let's pray. Father, we come to you right now. We thank you so much for your presence, for your spirit that we felt this morning. I thank you so much for your love. I thank you for what you're doing in this body. I thank you for as you're moving upon one another, each member. Father, I just thank you so much for the things that you've done just in these last, as this is our fifth service, Father God, and what you're doing and how you're moving. And Father God, I just ask right now just to move upon us to, to follow your direction, not our will, but your direction. It's not our will. It's all up into you, Jesus. And Lord, we just ask right now you just to move in a great and mighty way. I seek your anointing, give forth your words. Let me set aside as you as your presence so real in the music, and we're seeking that same presence to remain, to stay, that presence to be real in our life and in your message. And the body says, in Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles, James chapter uh, 4, verse 7. Now, I understand as I listen to the, the words of this of, of this the songs that the ladies sang, um, you know, we can't do this on our own. And I, I think it's so important right now. And you may be thinking, well, this is a real shallow message. Let me tell you something. There are people who have been serving God for 50 years that are still doing it on their own. There are people in there that has been doing this five weeks in this church. You're still doing it on your own. And I can say that with boldness because I wouldn't be preaching it if it wasn't true. Amen. Now, now listen, some of y'all be complaining, you know, well, he preaches too loud, too long. Let me and, and I don't care for his sermons. Here's the deal. I got to go through it twice. I study it out. Then I got to listen to myself. <laughs> Amen. James chapter 4, starting in verse 6. But he giveth more grace. Oh, I, you know, you can stop right there. He giveth more grace. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for his grace, we would have no hope. If it wasn't for his grace and what he supplies, there's no hope for us. Amen. It's his grace is sufficient. When, we, when we're talking and we're visiting other people, we should be given. And when somebody has come against us, understand we have no grace. The flesh has no grace because it's all about us. It's all about what we want to do. We are getting into the presence of God so we can give his grace, amen. It is not about our grace because we have no grace. He says you have to forgive others. That the only way that we're going to be able to forgive in a righteous matter, in a correct matter, is by knowing what Jesus Christ has for us and what he's done for us. Because that experience of grace that he's given us is what we can give to other people. It's not a matter of, okay, I'm going to forgive you. No, 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 no. This is one of those, you know what, I love you. I'm going to love you till the end. I'm, I'm, my God's grace is in me. And you know what? that grace is going to be what abundant in our life only if we follow in verse 7 which we're going to get to that in just a little bit everything focuses on verse 7 all right we're going to get to that here in a minute and man just wants to twist it and turn it and just want to do half of it why because it's their own ability i have seen this verse today a preacher used it on somebody or a church member used it it says do this and you'll be okay no you will not be okay it, it, it just riles me up in my spirit when somebody says this is the way it is it's not the way it is because if you don't use the first half of verse 7 you can't do the second half amen he says wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud but giveth grace unto the humble did you hear me you get all proud because of the things you can do Stata can sing and she can get caught up into that and she can you guys have no idea what kind of battle she fights all week long trying to come up with a song and she gets in I said baby you got to pray about it. She goes, well, I've been praying. Okay, get in his presence, man. Don't, don't ask me for a song. I can't carry a bucket, a, tone, a note in a bucket. 
You know, that's why the good Lord gave me the ability to run my mouth and preach. He has chosen the, he's chosen the foolishness of preaching, and he chose a clown for Jesus. Amen. My, oh my. God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Now, in some, verse 7, this is my key verse today. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit yourself. Submit your wallet. Submit your house. Submit your relationship. Submit your job. Submit your children. Submit every aspect of your life unto God. Because if we do not Go to submission unto Christ. There is not nothing we can do. If our mouth still sounds like the old you, you have not submitted your mouth unto God. If your wallet is still looking bad, maybe you've not submitted your wallet to where you pay tithes or offering or give unto God. Maybe you've not submitted that aspect of your life. You said, because everybody wants to get into the area in life now, says, well, you know, as long as I go to church, man, that's don't, you go to church don't mean nothing you go to church don't mean nothing you read your bible don't mean nothing you pray don't mean nothing you can go door knocking and not mean a thing unless you have submitted every aspect of your life unto him submit means what you go back into the original text of it into that word and i'm not even going to try to pronounce it but because it's really rough but when we submit, we are saying unto God, I am obedient and I am a subject. Paul says it. Says If you take a look at Paul's writing, he says, I am a prisoner. He's a bond servant. And that kind of prisoner has a passion and a desire to stay in the presence and to do their master's will. We're not talking about a prisoner who's thrown into jail and bondage and whipped every day. We're talking about somebody who has a love for their master, who has a direction for their master. They don't want to displease them. It's, we need to get into the same area in our spiritual walk with God where we have a passion and a desire. I wake up in the mornings and I thank God for the day and I say, well maybe after the cup of coffee when I say it because I'm awake then. That, that's the real human in me, hello. I would love to be that guy, throw my feet on the floor and just go, oh God, thank you for a beautiful day. By the second cup I'm going, oh yeah, hey God, thank you so much. I needed that second cup of caffeine. Hey, Amen. I know. I know. The coffee bean should be a fruit of the spirit. I'm just saying, it just needs to be a true fruit of the spirit. You know, you know, goes right in there. Love, compassion, caffeine. It's a beautiful thing. There you go, Amen. We all need a cheerleader, Amen. When I'm reading the book of James, you know, James was written around 45 to 48 A.D. James is, this is given to James, who uh, is the half-brother of Jesus Christ. When James wrote this book, understand, you really need to understand where James is coming from. That's one of the things I love to do, a personal study of the disciples, because John is the book of love. Now, can you imagine, you got, you got Peter and you got James. Peter's this cocky guy during this time. James is actually, you come out of this, I, I call this book, and others have too, that's probably where I got it. But this is kind of like the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs in the New Testament. Because as, it, as James wrote this, he dealt with Peter. You know, and Peter is like this cocky guy. Says, hey, we're going to do this. James says, now, brother, you know, this is how it goes. And, you, you know, when somebody disagrees with us, we want to kind of get up there a little bit. So I have this image with James and Peter duking it out. But you got John going in the middle. Going, it's okay. <laughs> Just love one another. 
it's all right. But he, he actually wrote the Bible 45 to 48 A.D. And, and, and there's so much wisdom, and it's a short book, five chapters, and it's a short book. But we have to take a look at it. He says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And this is the misconception that every church or every, everyone I have seen, it drives me nuts. I, I, I have to pull back from social media when I see this. And when I hear it in a church, and when I hear a Christian say, it says, well, you know, brother, if you just resist the devil, he'll flee from you. No, he will not. He ain't scared of you. He knows you a coward. He knows you weak. He knows you ain't boldness without Jesus Christ. He knows there's no uh, a grace in you. He knows all that stuff. Even when the disciples went over there to, to kick some demons out, he says, listen, I know this person, or the seven sons of Skeza, when they went over there and said, hey, and they got whooped and sent off naked, he says, listen, Paul, I know this person I know, but you, I don't know. Let's go fight. And that's what we're doing when we get into the area that says, well, if I just resist the devil, there again, you're trying to rely on your abilities when reality is we have none. I don't have the ability to walk and chew gum. Sister Brandy doesn't have the ability to stand in a shower, apparently. What makes us think that we are so great and so wonderful when the talents, I understand, even when you go back to the, the, the story, the parable, when Jesus talked, he gave those men talents. I know he's talking about the money. He gave one ten, one twenty, one five because he knew their abilities. If God even gives you five talents, understand, you have a responsibility. You can either submit unto God and use those talents accordingly, or you can resist and hide those talents that God has given you. Hello? It's okay to amen me. You ain't going to scare me. Let me tell you what. We, ha we have, if God has given us every talent that God has given me, whether it's to run my mouth, whether it's to do something on a computer, whether it is editing, because he has opened door in education or he's given me the ability to understand certain areas, there is no talent in Joe Inman by himself. Understand the things from 40 years ago. When I was born on September 6, 1970, God already had a plan for me, man. When I was come out from Lawton, Oklahoma, military, military brat right here, you know, when he come out right there, God says, okay, this is mine. He says he knew me before I was even born. I was known in the womb, and at that point, he says, this child is mine. He's going to do some dumb things in life. Easy. But uh, he's going to do some dumb things in life. He's going to make some bad decisions. But you know that path that we got to going to hell that we're busting wide open. It's wide and it's going. There's all these little detours that God has made a direction and a path for us to take. And finally I get on one. And sometimes the Satan will say, ha, they're going to throw a speed bump. Let me tell you what. It's okay to hit a speed bump. You're going to hit a speed bump. But as long as you get up, you get over that bump and you continue on, that's where the glory is. is amen. That's where the preciousness comes in because you get a, a little bit more of God. God's grace. Now, I'm not trying to give 
anybody a permission to screw up or fail up. I'm giving you a direction that when you do fail up and you screw up, that there is a delivery, that there is a greatness. And when you come into this knowledge of God on a different level, that God's gonna, you're going to look at God and go, man, this is better than I ever thought it could be. God's been going, I've been trying to tell you. Man, I've been trying to tell you. You're over here trying to fight my calling, and he says, I'm telling you, there are some things over here that, that I've got planned for you that's going to be great. You are just walking a step into your next area. You're just moving on to your, the next area that I've got you on. He says, if we become humble, 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 we submit, we become humble, God says his grace will be poured out upon us. we got to move into the humility and not how much we know because I don't know nothing. God, why do you think I got to get on my knees for my prayer life? I don't get in my prayer life. Hey, God, I get, oh, God, Father, forgive me. God, I'm going to need you today. I can't do this without you. Man, I've tried it. Tried it too many times, even in my walk. But, God. This is if you'll submit. You see, there's two topics the body don't want to hear in the church today. Submit and ties. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You just stay out of my submission life and you stay out of my wallet. And we'll be doing, doing, doing that's fine. You know, that's where God needs to, if that's your weak spot, that means God needs to slap you right wherever that heart is, man. Mercy, amen. He says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Understand that the world is going, well, if I just resist, and let me tell you, let's go into the next verse. In verse 8, it says, if you draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh unto you, how awesome is that if we would just follow into a relationship with God as we get closer into where he wants us to go. You think your job is done right now? As long as you have breath in your body, you are still submitting. You still have a responsibility to draw. You still have a responsibility as long as you have breath as long as you have breath you're to continue this fight we walked into those doors as we went from street to street and uh, to place to place and, and handing out flyers, inviting folks to church. You don't, and I'm praying, Lord, am I in the right area? You know, and, and, and we moved actually areas. And I understand that God's wanting to reach everybody, and I, I get that, and I, and I want that, and I, and I definitely want to be a part of that. But I also want to submit into where He wants me at. So many people follow the body in the church. They get so caught up, they forgot to draw closer to God because they start moving in, what can I get to glorify me? If I stand by, up in front of a pulpit, now these are things they don't say out loud. <laughs> if I stand above a pulpit and I preach the word of God, you start watching the egos and preachers go up. You start watching song leaders start putting in there, and now I've got this banquet of sermons. I've got this banquet uh, of songs, and now I can do this on my own. The only reason I talk about this is because I was that guy, because I come from that. And even if you are in an area, you know, you know humbleness? You know what humbleness is? Cleaning the toilet in the church. I was in a church one time, and the pastor was talking, 
and he says the church was struggling and it was failing and, 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 and the janitor was volunteering time and things were happening in the church and it was growing. He's going, what in the world? He says, I'm, I'm praying, I'm doing everything I've done, but all of a sudden, when the janitor had come in, every time he'd come to clean the church, he'd clean the church. He'd be on, on his knees praying while he's cleaning the toilet. When he's cleaning the, the pews, he's anointing with oil, and he's praying in time, the entire sanctuary, because he was submitting unto God. He wasn't submitting unto the pastor. And I know we're supposed to submit unto the leadership, but God is the priority. We draw nigh unto God in verse 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will dry to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. That means I'm serving God over here. I'm serving the world over here. I'm double-minded. You are unstraight in all your ways. You're running a double mind. You want to serve God over here, but you want to live like the world. Understand, those two don't even jive together. Those two cannot work together. Those, those puzzles in that piece, they are broken. They don't work. It's like taking one of them big puzzles that has a thousand pieces and you try to put it in with one of those puzzles with ten pieces. Okay, you know where it fits inside the ten, one piece. You know, and that's what we're trying to do is when we get into an area where, where we have to purify your heart, you double-minded. We do not have time. We do not have room to be double-minded. Let me tell you what, some of us have barely have the mind that we have. And we need to get a hold of where God wants us and take it and, and stop walking that fence. We need to stop doing the direction that God has straight out in front of us, put out in front of us. It's time to move into the presence when he comes into the presence. If you're going to sit inside of a church, if you're going to sit where the Spirit of God is moving and you feel nothing, you may could be double-minded because you're so focused on the worldly stuff. You can't focus on the God stuff. Amen. I know where my focus is, man. I tell you, when I get off in that little corner and the Spirit of God comes down in here, I'm having church. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm busy having church. I got a little corner of the world. I said, God, this is good. Make her do it again. When I get out in there, I'll get in there. Now, I'm, I'm kind of a strange guy because when I pray, you know, I, I try to get down where I'm doing my study and I pray for everybody. I've got the notes in my, in my office at the house, you know, pray for this person, pray for this person because I have no memory and I'm just praying for these. Lord, you bring them to my memory, whichever. And I, I, my best prayer time, I got to tell you, my best prayer time is when I go into the asphalt in the parking lot and I'm doing circles and, and praying, God, just move upon this person. God, just move upon their desires, just to move upon their heart strength and them encourage them that battle i've yelled out malik's name the neighbors are going is he here you know so we're just I, I just get in there and i get in the presence of god i'm just focused and i'm doing these big circles the dog's looking at me like do you have an ear infection is that why you're doing circles what's going on man you know because i, I get in there and i just kind of get lost and i get focused on what god wants and where he wants me and i'm like you give me the words if he doesn't give me the words i know the spirit's going to give me utterance and he's going to give me a direction and i'm going to move in through what god wants me to do and not what joe wants me to do joe screws up too much i mean come on how do you like to follow a leader at work that doesn't know how to manage he's over there he doesn't know how to be a manager he or she that person in there they're clueless on their job you're like i ain't following this clown and there's no way i want to move into the presence of god because i'm going to tell you that's the only way that i can lead a church that's the only way that i can lead a board that's the only way that i can give direction because god's got more knowledge than i have i mean for crying out loud our very first service i said god i got two pairs of pants which one 
That's how lame I am. But that's how real my God is. And he cares about those little things. My question to you, are you drawing nigh into a relationship with God? Or are you so focused on your own abilities and capabilities that you're doing what you want to do and totally forgot God and put him aside? You see, David did that. The king, David did that. And he got his eyes caught on Bathsheba. Let me tell you what, I get into things and I'll start watching. I think I've watched less TV now than we did before. I'll get in there and start watching the things on TV. I go, nope, I can't even watch the little four panels because I don't want to give an ounce of room to Satan to take and destroy what God's already given me now. That's how precious this is to me. This is how much love I have for him because I know what God's going to do. And I love what he's doing now, but guess what? I look at what he's got planned for us. I look at what he's got planned in my my life. I look at what he's got planned on for, for the next person that's going to sit here and give their heart to God. I know that God has a plan and a direction for each individual that may not be here now. But what if we quit now? We don't have the right to stop. We don't have the capability to stop. We should be a car with no brakes. I've driven those. Baby, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Until we submit, until we draw nigh in our own personal walk, we will never accomplish the things that God has set before us. Until we get our hearts so tender. I'm going to tell you what. It would be real easy for me to be in secret and watch something stupid. That's easy to do. The hard part is turning that off and say, no, no, my God's more important to me than that garbage. My God is more important to me. What prisoner gets out? Well, I guess there's a lot of them. But what prisoner has gotten out, refuses to go back, and says, you know what? I know I'm going to screw up, so I just might as well go back to jail. And that's what we're doing in our spiritual walk. We're throwing, we're throwing that rock right through the bank window, waiting for them to come and take us away. There's a freedom when we draw nigh unto God. Amen? There's a, we don't have that guilt, that self-guilt. Stata was battling something this week, and she, in two days, I told her, no more movies for you. And it was a Christian faith-based film we watched, I can only imagine. And she's struggling with this one situation. You see, here's the thing. We've got to understand. We can either struggle with the things that comes against or we can give them over to God and say, hey, this is your problem. We all do it. Worry, stress, foolishness. Man, I've been reading. The, the more I read, the more I get into the Word, I find things are disappearing. I had a certain word when I was back in the world that I was very talented at saying. I knew all them letters. I could say it backwards. I had all these, and, and I mean, this was like, I mean, I can remember talking to my mom and one slipping out my face. I didn't even realize I said it. And she says, don't you talk like that in my home. I said, I'm sorry, Mama, I didn't mean to. Because she'd have killed me. And I, 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 I would say it and not even realize it. And man, when I finally said, okay, God, you got everything. You even have my mouth. You have my tongue. I don't want to spread gospel, gossip. I want to spread the gospel. 
I don't want to curse my brother. I want to love my brother. I don't want to have bad feelings against one another. I want to encourage one another. And let me tell you something. If you're not drawing nigh unto God, you will not have that type of relationship with God. If you're not submitting unto God, you will not have that in, in, your, in your life. I'm going to go to 1 Peter 3.8. 1 Peter 3.8. We're going to be closing here soon. It says in 1 Peter, we'll read verse 7. And it says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto thy wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Sorry, I'm not reading that because I know we're getting married in a couple of weeks. I just want to bring that out. But it says, Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Verse 9, not rendering evil for evil. How many of us want to get back at somebody when they do us wrong? Or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing. Knowing that ye are there to called, that ye should inherit a blessing. If we're double-minded, if we're not going to submit unto God, if we're not going to follow his will, we're going to be the do-nots on this one. We're going to be the ones who needs revenge. We're going to be the ones that's going to cause a division. We're going to be the ones causing a separation. We're going to be the ones with our own guidance and our own direction, not God's. We're to live in harmony, according to that verse. Be sympathetic, brotherly love, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. Where's your ego at today? Is your ego so focused on resisting the devil and he will flee from you? Or is your ego at, I have no ego because it's God's. Because I'm submitting. He's my life. As they have a song, get ready. Let me ask you, where are you at today? Where's your direction? Where's your path? Listen, I don't know what God has for me 10 years from now, but that don't matter. I'm, my, my focus is where God has me today. And my focus is putting where God needs me. Let me ask you, stand with me. Where's your focus today? Are you focused on your own needs or are you focused on what God needs from you? Are you focused on the things that's going to make you feel better? Or are you going to be focused on the things that God wants to bless you with? And we have to get to humility, and we have to get to humbleness, and we have to be into the area of submit. We have to be into that area uh, of drawing closer to God. Where are you at? If anything, I want to get across where my heart lays is, where are you ha at on that level saying, God, you can have all the book knowledge in the world when it comes to the Bible. You can know this Bible backwards and frontwards. Here's one thing. Satan knows this Bible better than I do. 
He knows how to manipulate it just right. And that's how somebody, somebody who studies the Bible, if they ain't serving God, they figured out how to manipulate it to make serve their own selfish desires. Where are, is your heart at? Are you applying the words that is in here for a submission in your life? Or are you applying the words so you can hurt another? Where are you at? God has got us something so great, so amazing. I don't know what he's got for me, but I know it's great because all good comes to those who serve the Lord. As long as we submit ourselves, as long as we humble ourselves, as long as we focus on the things that God has for us. I read the end of the book, guys. We win. I read in Matthew, I read in Mark, I read in Luke, I read in John when Christ went to the cross. I win! Let's get it! I'm okay with walking. I don't like saddle sores. <laughs> Where are you in in your walk? You know, I believe one day that we will be ruling and reigning with Christ here in this world. And however he has it set up, I don't care. I mean, they have this long discussions. Well, you know, they're going to have it set up like a government. You're going to be, just keep playing that music. And they're going to have it set up like a government. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It's going to be this. I don't care. Make me a janitor. As long as I get to serve my God. He's done too much for me now. He's done too much for us. You kept Brandy from falling out of the shower twice just today. In fact, our devotion was, you know, he keeps us from falling. Where are you at? Have you submitted? Are you drawing nigh? Or are you too focused on yourself to do what God needs you to do? And I'm going to tell you, if you're that person, right now I'm going to ask for a weakness in you. I'm going to pray for a, a something to get you on your knees so you can humble yourself in front of God. You need a softening of the heart. My heart's desire is that my heart's tender to hear God and to be for my brother and my sister. I don't need a hardened heart. I've had it. And he's hardened that heart and he's, made, he's taken that hard heart and he's softened it. What about you? Why don't under, you see, because when you do that, God gives you that peace that you're looking for. He's giving you that joy that you're looking for. He's giving you those things that help you have that peace and you're not having all that turmoil just by saying, God, I'm, you're going to be my priority and not my minority. I'm going to love you, God. I'm going to focus. Lift him up right now. Ask God where you're at, whether you're listening through the radio, whether you're listening through the video. Right now is your time to say, God, I need you. I don't care if you've served God 10 years, 10 seconds, 50 years. I need your presence. God, I'm calling you to soften my heart. God, I'm nothing without you. You're my everything. Father, we come to you right now for the, the ones that, that are needing that move upon their heart. Father, they wake up in the mornings and their spirit needs to, their heart needs to be tender to you. When you speak, they turn around immediately and they never say, huh. They say, yes, Lord. Huh is no longer in their vocabulary. It's yes, Lord. 
Because we know when we pull through that humbleness, when we pull through that drawing close, you are ready to give your blessings. There's nothing blocking our relationship. There's nothing blocking those blessings. We block our own blessings because we don't draw nigh to you. We block our own blessings because we don't humble ourselves in front of you. God, you are my everything. You are everything to me. And God, I ask right now for us all as we pray, Lord, tender my heart. Help me to be what you need me to be. I don't want to be double-minded. I want to be godly-minded. I want to be godly-hearted. I don't need a head religion. I need a heart relationship. Lord, I thank you so much for your touch and your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness, your blessings. I thank you. I know in the battles in my life, the separation even with my own family, you will restore if I draw close to you. Someone, right, they're, they're battling a relationship with their family. They're battling relationships in, in, with their spouse. And I got news for you. He will restore if you humble and draw. It's that easy, man. Listen, we're in a spot when we go into our own direction, we mess it up. And we're so focused on our own abilities and capabilities. I got news for you. God is greater. All we have to do is give it over to him. Amen. Amen. I I don't have keys to close. Let me tell you. I don't know who it is. I just I don't have a peace to close yet. <laughs> and I can't close until there's peace. Amen. Amen. There is somebody here today, man. You've got a fight going. I mean, we all have fights. I get that. But there is somebody in here. They are teetering. And you're about to cause some issues. And God needs needs and wants to move in your life in a great way and give you that inner peace. Now, I believe that I'm talking to every Christian in here today. I, I don't know where you walk as far as I know. Everybody's born again. But there are, is a saint that is battling that it's just because you, you just haven't gone that last step, man. You just haven't gone that last step. God's asking you, man, take that last step. Draw a little closer to me. Quit drawing to the things of the world. Draw a little closer to me. I've got this for you. I can give you that peace. I can give you that rest. I I can give that to you. But you just got to be willing to quit holding everything yourself and let me do it. You know why we raise our hands when we praise God? Because nothing sticks to them when they're up in the air. They're not flipped upside, holding all the world. They're up in the air. When I was younger, and they would, the cops was chasing me, and they would yell, freeze. You threw your hands up in the air. You know why? Because you're giving up. You don't want shot. But you're giving up. And that's where we need to be, is throw our hands up and praise and lift him right now. And say, God, 
You're my everything. I'm a prisoner unto you. I submit. I'm a bond servant unto you. I give everything to you. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you my brain. I give you my tongue. I give you every aspect of my body, my heart, my spirit. I submit unto you today. God, I'm going to draw nigh unto you. I'm going to close because as I draw nigh unto you, Satan can't come close to you. He can't come close to the work that uh, that you're doing in my life. He he may try to fight it, but you've already took a block. You've already blocked it. You've already stopped it in the name of Jesus. God, I will be what you need me to be for what you need me to be. Amen. And I thank you for what you're about to do in my life. And I thank you for what you're about to do in everyone's ministry. And I thank you for what you, how you're going to move upon them in a great and mighty way. And the blessings that you're going to open up. He says, if you will do that, he says, I will send blessings that your house can't even hold. Amen. Whew. But we got to draw nigh, man. we got to submit. This is Pastor Joe Inman of KF Fellowship Ministries in Forsyth, Missouri. We'd like to invite you to our service on Sundays at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time at 115 Shadow Rock Drive, Missouri, where we believe in Psalms 147.3, He healeth the broken and bindeth up their wounds.